Well, you know, we were talking on Wednesday about chosen to be generous, right? That God, you're chosen to be generous. And uh, this past Tuesday was actually Giving Tuesday. How many of you have heard about Giving Tuesday? How many of you gave on Tuesday? I'm not talking about to this church. You just gave something. Even to the church. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Giving Tuesday. Now, at Living Word, we have Giving December. Generous December. The whole of December is a generosity month. Amen. Amen. Now, corporately in America, uh, you see, you get a lot of letters, a lot of solicitation, help us finish the year strong. We don't do that here, but we're doing that. And amen. We want to send you letters. I'm just going to encourage you. Finish the year strong. Praise God. We're going to finish the year strong. You know, when we talk about generosity, we talk about giving. A lot of people have uh, issues when they hear about giving in the church. But giving is an intricate part of Christianity. Any Christianity without generosity has no grounds. The easiest scripture I can quote, which almost you all can say it, I can say it and you all can recite it from your head. You learned it in uh, Sunday school. You learned it in children's church. You grew up with it. John 3.16. Let's say it. Don't, don't put it on the, the, the screen, media team. Let's see the people who read their Bibles who actually know. Okay, but those of you who are loud, don't say it anymore. Let's, those, those who don't know. You want me to start pinpointing people? You know, Pastor Blaze can do that. I can just put, but I'm not going to do that to you. Let's say it one, two, go. If I don't see your mouth moving, I'm going to bring the microphone to you. So if you're going to chew gum, just chew the gum. Okay? And this is without exception. You're not a guest. You're, you're, you, you may be a guest, but you're part of the family. Bible exploration. Yeah, yes, sir. Welcome. This is how we welcome you. So let's say one, two, go. Believes in him. Okay. I saw a couple of people. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. So the evidence of his love for the world was his gift to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave. And what he gave was precious. His only begotten son. In fact, the Bible further lets us know that his son whom he gave was him in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. His son whom he gave was God who packaged himself in the flesh and came in the likeness of men, was born of a woman, and was crucified by men. And all of that that helped him was love. It wasn't any kind of gift. It was a sustainable gift. He gave himself. Can you imagine God living in this world? This cruel world? This world with all the intricacies. For 33 years. Not 33 days. Some of you have not reached 18 years. You are stressed. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like you left too many things. God left heaven and all the glory and all the power. And he came, and they did not receive him. 
He was born in a manger. He lived among men. There was no social media. Some of you, you see, have, what's up? you have all of this. Instagram. He lived. Twitter. TikTok. All those things. You have everything in your hands. He had nothing. He didn't even have a car. When he needed to come on a donkey, they had to go borrow it. And he told them, he said, if they ask you, tell them the master needs it. They accused him. They lied on him. They spat on him. He was betrayed. Do you know what made him take all of that? Love. So it was a gift that kept giving. He was crucified by He was lacerated. His body was lacerated. He was beaten. The Bible says beyond recognition. As a sheep to the slaughter. He was treated like a fool. He acted like a fool. You know what made all of that? was love. He was crucified on the cross. And they mocked him. They said, if you truly are the son of man, save yourself on this cross. You know what held him on the cross? It was love. You know, people who were crucified, now hear me, people who were crucified on the cross, they, don't, they didn't die anyhow. You understand that? They were crucified that day. There were three crucifixions that happened. Jesus was not the only one or the first one to be crucified. It was a Roman form of capital punishment. It was a shameful death. But he was the one who had been beaten because the first wanted to break him. And all of that was love. The Bible says he was beaten for our transgressions. And uh, his stripes were because healing had to be purchased. That was love. The love gave everything. And when he was on that cross, he gave up even righteousness. He gave up righteousness. In other words, he became acquainted with sin. He experienced sin for the first time. What held him on that cross and what took him to the grave, what took him to Shul or to hell was love. And that was giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The, tra- the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And when Peter was talking about it, looking back, he says, ye were healed. So healing was purchased by love. Hallelujah. You are chosen to give. Tell somebody you're chosen to give. First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two. You've chosen to be generous. You're chosen to be generous. So the whole of December is a giving December. It's a generosity month. Hallelujah. It's a generosity month. And generosity has to be intentional. It's not something you just do. Uh, you have to plan sometimes to be generous. Praise God. Even this month, God has been asking me, there are people God has been putting in my heart to be generous towards. There are things he's been putting in my heart to do. Hallelujah. Be generous. Increase 
generosity. First Peter chapter 2, I said. I'm going to read a couple of passages of scripture. Tonight I will just reiterate some things. First Peter chapter 2, beginning from verse number 1. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as, since, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Another version says that the Lord is good. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. The entrance of your word gives understanding, gives light, gives insight to those who receive it with humility. We humble ourselves before you tonight. Flood our eyes with light, O oh God. Help us behold wondrous things out of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Verse 4. If indeed you've tasted that the Lord is good, that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone. So it's talking to us that we're coming to Jesus as to a living stone. He, Jesus, being a living stone who had been given, who is the foundation on which we are built, Rejected indeed by man, but chosen by God and precious. Verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up. You also. So we not only come to Jesus, we are supposed to come to him so that we come and be made of the same material that he's made of. As he is, so are we in this world. So we come to him, he makes us the same like him. It says, you also have been built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. To offer up what? Spiritual sacrifices. Now, I know people who are critical, and I know people who can analyze. Those are what pastor says, they're spiritual sacrifices. You know, everything I've been talking about, you're chosen to be this. It comes from this passage. Chosen to be strong. As living stones. You're chosen to be generous. You're chosen to be a living portal. You're chosen to be part of God's special project. You're chosen to enjoy God's goodness in the now. Hallelujah. So you're chosen and exempted from shame and defeat. Hallelujah. And so now we're talking about your chosen to be generous. And the whole of December, we'll be talking about generosity. Generosity. So if you don't like to hear about giving, don't come to church. It's good. I like to give you pre-warning. So if you don't like to, yeah, there are people who, they don't like to hear about it. Yeah, so they, they run away. On your own, as they will say. Hallelujah. You see, any giving that you do out of compulsion doesn't um, doesn't carry so much weight. Any giving that you do out of compulsion doesn't carry so much weight. Any giving that you do out of fear doesn't carry so much weight. I'm teaching you. We're doing Bible exploration tonight, okay? So we're, we're teaching so that we can explore the Bible together. So we can navigate it. Giving should be our lifestyle. 
It should be something we do voluntarily, willingly, and happily. Any giving that you give just because uh, you are afraid or you're giving because somebody told you to give. Now, somebody can tell you to give. That's fine. Your mother can tell you, okay, remember this person gifted it. <laughs> Some of you do that, right? I don't know about your mother. My mother was like that. She said, remember this one. You'll be angry. You go and give. But it was something to, being taught to us. We're learning how to be generous. My grandmother does the same thing. You pick up the phone. You call her. You're trying to check. How is she doing? She'll tell you everybody who is in the house. <laughs> Make you talk to them. And when you start talking to this one, they will tell you their troubles. Someday I want to send her money. They remember this one. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Those are avenues through which we give. Hallelujah. So, you know, we are called to be built up to offer spiritual sacrifices. So, where shall we begin? Let's go to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 25. You know, the law came through Moses, right? Moses is the father of the law. Do you all know that? Before Abraham, there was no law. I mean, the time of Abraham, there was no law. Some of you don't read your Bibles. Oh, you really don't understand it, so you don't. So now what I'm saying is confusing you. <laughs> there was no law. You know, one of my pastor friends was saying that he was preaching in the in a, in a church and talking. You know, in it's this was in Africa, and uh, one of these men had been saved in the church, and his problem was that in the country where he was, polygamy was part of the law was permitted. So he his place where he had a problem <laughs> coming to church was that the, you know he he wasn't permitted to marry multiple wives. And in his tradition, in his culture, it was one thing he really wanted. So being saved deprived him of that opportunity. <laughs> so one day when the pastor was preaching, you know, before the law, things happened before. So the pastor was preaching and talked about um, Jacob because actually polygamy began with Jacob. I was talking about this. So the man said, Pastor, I have a question right after service. <laughs> How come this man, Jacob, he's a father of faith and all these people, how come they were married to multiple wives and now we are not allowed? And these are our examples. <laughs> so I told him, you know, in that time it was permitted. He said, oh, I was born in the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> so before the law, there were transgressions. People made mistakes, but there were no standards. You know, because the law puts standards. If you drive on a road that doesn't have speed limit, you know, technically, you, there, there is no, no police can pull you over except if the sign has fallen. If you drive on the law, no, true. That's why speed, okay. 45 miles an hour is a speed limit, right? 60 miles an hour is a speed limit, right? 25 miles an hour is a speed limit, right? So why don't you just drive 60 miles an hour and say it is a speed limit? Every place has its own posted limit. So when that limit is posted in that place, that becomes the law of that place, that street. 
So if it is posted at 25 and you drive 60 or 45, you are breaking the law. Although your card odometer goes up to 100 or something. You see, so you are breaking the law because why? You, there is something showing you that this is what you should go. There's a posted speed limit. So, in the time of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, there was no posted speed limit. Oh, some of you are like, oh, I wish I lived in that time. May God deliver you. <laughs> because the people who lived in that time, they longed. They could see this time. Some of you are like, you don't believe it. I wish I could just have time. That's the beauty of Bible. I would have taken you somewhere. Let's just explore, you know. So you can see. So you can explore. We can go on an expedition. But let's talk about generosity. Exodus 25. That's how I ended up in. Exodus 25. So I say this because sometimes when people want to talk against giving in the church or criticize giving in the church, they talk about, okay, it was something from the law. So let's go at least in the law. Then we come in liberty. You know the time we live right now? We live in liberty. In freedom. And you brethren are called to freedom. But not the freedom to serve yourselves. So to serve your flesh. But to serve one another in love. Exodus 25. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying. Let's go. Spoke to Moses saying. Speak to the children of Israel. Speak to the church. Because the children of Israel was Moses' church. Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. They bring who? Me. Who is the me there? That's talking about God. Bring me an offering. So sometimes people say, well, you want an offering that if you bring it to church, how does it go to God? Question to you. How was the offering that went to Moses, how did it go to God? That they bring me an offering. Then it says, from everyone who gives it how? Willingly, with his heart, you shall take my offering. So I'm trying to teach you how to do things willingly in your heart. Because that is how your offering becomes acceptable to God. Willingly. Whether you're giving it to somebody, you're giving it to the church, you're giving it to your pastor, you're giving it to um, whatever for projects, you're giving it to this willingly from the heart. Everyone. Hallelujah. I accept my offering. Verse 3. And this is the offering. So God even not, did not just end there. He started enumerating specific how the offering shall be, and it begins to list it, which you shall take from them. He says, Well, this is the offering which you shall take from them. In other words, if you brought an offering that was not this, it will not be received. Gold, silver, and bronze. Now it doesn't end there, there's a list. <laughs> now, you, if you know this currency, we call dollars. Let's see, okay, have some. This paper. It is backed by gold. You know that, right? 
Is there anyone here from Zimbabwe? It's actually backed by gold. Yes, it is. It's backed by gold. There's a gold reserve. We don't. We haven't seen it. Though. We don't see it, but it's backed by gold. It's supposed to be backed by gold, and that's a standard I use for every country. Is, is anyone here from Zimbabwe? Okay. There was a time when you could hold one million Zimbabwean dollars, and it would buy you bread. One million dollars. Yeah, a million. Yeah, one million Zimbabwean dollars. It will buy you bread in Zimbabwe. Here, it will not buy you a bottle of water. <laughs> Why? Because. Their currency had so fallen. Their national reserves. Because it was not backed by certain things. Okay? The strength of a currency is what backs it. I don't want to go into all the other mafia and every other thing that, you know, we go into it and everything. So we're not talking about that. But... There is supposed to be gold that backs the dollar. And because the dollar has become the reserve currency, it's the reserve currency. In other words, other countries believe in the dollar. Let me ask you a question. You're from Nigeria. You're from Kenya. For the Kenyan shilling. If I give you $100 and 100 Kenyan shillings, which one would you take? <laughs> if I give you $100 and 100 naira, which one would you take? Okay, you know why? Because you believe in the dollar more than you believe in the shilling. You believe in the dollar more than you believe in the naira. If I give you $100 and $100, I mean, it's a, yeah, $100 and 100 francs, what will you take? You take $100. You see, what? so what makes the dollar stronger is because it is the reserve. Other countries with their reserves... It's backed by the dollar. And so some people, to, for safety purposes, they have their gold someplace else. They put their gold standard. That backs their money. So, go back to explain that scripture. It says, from them, this is the offering you shall take from them, gold. So gold there was basically money. Silver and bronze. So it's talking about monetary items. Then in verse 4, it talks about blue Purple, not just, like, what do I bring? Blue color? No, 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 no. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Fine linen and goat's hair. Not Brazilian hair. (laughs) (laughs) Now, although, now hear me. That that joke, only black women, some black women can understand. (laughs) Bone straight. (laughs) And actually, hear, hear me, yes, and hear me, hear me, if you took a hundred dollars and you take a bone straight here, you bring it before a woman, the woman may take that bone straight and leave the hundred dollars for you, because of the power, it's, it's currency, right, uh, yeah, see, I see you, you're agreeing, yes, yes, Chichi, you're agreeing to that, I'm, I'm true, right, I'm speaking the truth, yeah, mm-hmm. Because that hundred dollars, you'll not be able to buy that bus rate, I guess. Yes, yes. So, yeah, you can. <laughs> so it's about value. It's about value. So purple, there was uh, purple, blue, and all those in scarlet trade. Those were um, it had value in that time. 
you know, there was a woman who was the seller of purple. Those were very wealthy people. I was talking about fabric, textile. They had value. Purple is royalty. They used it for different things. So you could read about all of that. But for the sake of time, let's go to... So we've seen from the law, you could read on more and more and more. You could read all of that, the different things. But it doesn't just end in one chapter. You have to read and find out that the people brought so much more. But let me ask you a question. When God told Moses to tell the people to bring, where were the people? They had so much? No, no, no. They were in the wilderness. What happened in the wilderness? They didn't even have enough to eat. They were believing God for manna on a daily basis. But God told Moses to collect an offering from them. So I'm trying to show you how that when people say, oh, don't give, you don't have enough to eat, you don't have this. It's, it's a lie. God asked Moses to collect an offering from the children of Israel in the wilderness. And the Bible says that they gave so much more that so much more that they had to tell them to stop giving. So every need was met. We're in the wilderness. Hear me. Generosity. If you cannot be generous in your wilderness, you will not be generous in the promised land. If you cannot be generous when you are believing God for daily bread, you will not be generous even when it's flowing with milk and honey because you will always have an excuse. Am I talking to somebody? You see, there are people who like to be stingy and they will always have an excuse. But I'm here to tell you, if you cannot do it, you cannot be generous when you have $10. Don't worry about it when you have $100 because it is difficult. Let me use tithe just as an example. Tithe is the least of giving. It's 10%. That's what tithe is. It's 10%. A tithe. A tithe. It's a tent. It's a tent portion. That was, you can divide it into 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Then the 10 portion is the tithe. What is tithe of $10? Church, we're doing Bible exploration. I'm a teacher. It's what $1. What is tithe of $100? What is tithe of $1,000? So if you cannot tithe on 10, it's $1. <laughs> Then when you get a hundred, guess what? The tithe has increased. It's bigger. Then when you get one thousand dollars, then when you get ten thousand, then you have to take out one thousand. Oh my God. Then when you get one million, oh, uh, you know, I'm just trying to show you something here. I'm not trying to hold you to the law to say this and that. Because there was a tithe which is part of the law. Okay? Are you hearing me? I'm teaching really good. There's tithe which is part of the law. Which is part of the law. And we don't function under the law. So we're called to liberality, to generosity. Amen. If you can do it now, as a student... Don't worry about when you become a worker. What would just happen is that you will become limited. Some people's giving, their max, 
If they do too well, it's $20. I mean, when they do too well. So no matter how they grow, God is not bigger than $20 for them. And okay, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, 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 re- I'm really doing my best. I'm, doing my, I'm really doing my best. We're going somewhere. Second Corinthians chapter 9. We talk about generosity. I'm not teaching you about tithe. I'm using tithe as an example. Tithe, that, that's just an example. Remember I told you that any giving that you do it out of fear or compulsion, it doesn't carry weight. So there are some people who, the only reason they tithe is that they are afraid. I want to review the, the devourer for my sake. You have to grow past that. Do it for love. Will a man rob God? I don't want to rob God. So, Lord, I just bring it to you. I'm afraid. I don't rob you. Grow past that. God so loved the world that he gave. So, what what are you doing? Take the soul of God that he gave. So, he loved the world that he gave. And so we love the Lord that we give. Hallelujah. What did I say? Second Corinthians chapter 9. Okay. I want to stay on my time. Stay on my time, Pastor. Please stay on your time. I, I, I love that time. I love that clock. It keeps me in check. So that's we're exploring. We keep track of where we are. I like my Bible too. So give, give me some time for me. Let's, verse 7, verse 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. We'll go to verse 7, then we'll come back to verse 6. We'll go forward. Remember, we're exploring. So exploring, you don't just go straight, linear. Some of you are, you are used to linear directions. You just go one. We'll go forward. Even your car goes forward and behind. So we're going to go forward and reverse. He says, so let each one give as he purposes in, as who? As he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves. Question to you Remember what God told Moses? What did God tell Moses? That people should give willingly. You know, some, some Christians now want to discard the Old Testament. Yeah, you know, you know, the Old Testament is not for us. It's just, and I know. Hear me. The Old Testament is the new concealed. The New Testament is the old revealed. If you want to understand the New Testament, sometimes you need to go to the old. you know what in the Bible actually says scripture? All scripture is profitable. You know what is scripture? Scripture is the Old Testament. You know that, right? Yes. It is all scripture. 
there was no New Testament. All scripture is Genesis to Malachi. That's what scripture is. <laughs> All scripture is profitable for direction, for teaching. That the man of God may grow. So the Old Testament is profitable for teaching. Hallelujah. I'm teaching a lot of things here right now. I'm generous with the truth here. All living what you, you gotta understand what you're benefiting from here. See, I, I, I listen. I, I'm not talking about me, but I'm talking about the culture. The teach, we have a teaching exploratory culture here. We have a sound word. We, we are not dabbling into fables, fairy tales, entertainment. No, that's not what we're doing here. We're not telling you stories based on our imagination. Oh no, what? We, we, we are going precept upon precept, line upon line, exploring together the word of truth. Hallelujah. If you want to grow, you got to grow by the milk, the word. You know, some people like to chase shadows. You, you want me to become an entertainer? That's <laughs> what some people are captivated with. So I'm telling you that here, you have the complete... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the whole council, not just for me. Pastor Blaze is not when I'm not here, or even when I'm here. Any past anybody who stands here to preach, they know it is the whole council. We're not teaching you one-sided. It is grounded in truth. Hallelujah. See, we're talking about generosity, but we've gone into scripture, we've gone about everything. So package truth. With which you can function. So let each one do what give as he purposes. Not as he's been instigated. As he purposes in his own heart. Not grudgingly or of necessity. Lord, let me just bring this tight. Just, just leave me alone. Leave me alone. If I don't bring it out, Pastor Blaze will look. If I don't bring it out, Odilia will look at me. And say, you've not been, you're, you're, I've not been saying your name on the roster. Who cares? Nobody's looking. <laughs> Whether you give it or you don't give it, we don't know. Oh, no. I, I, I'm being honest. We don't, we don't know. Oh, no. Nobody has that assignment. <laughs> I remember there was, a, there was an individual who used to be here. Just one time they were doing, I think, leading a prayer or doing an exhortation and they were praying. Or, or they were praying a point and then they came around the place of giving. They said, yes, you know, I'm not paying my tithe here. So, so, Odilia, just so you know, if you don't see my name. You know, it was guilty conscience that is making them talk like that. Because now they were talking about something that has to do with giving. Now they, they got convicted, then they have to quickly give an excuse. I, don't, I doubt that she even knows. Has that time to begin to do that assignment. To go check. Okay, now let's check for Sister Odili's name. <laughs> now hear me. I'm not saying that there are no people who do that kind of work. We don't have that time here. <laughs> Everybody's busy. Now, if I wanted to, I, would, I can see. But I, there, there is no need. There's no need. There are a lot of things running like this. Left, right, center. Ask Evangelist Victor, what time I pick him up today? What time you went back home before we are here? We are busy. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. Doing great work. 
Making lives change. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now we talk about generosity. Let's go back to the Bible. <laughs> go back to the council. Let him give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly or of necessity. So you see that here, this passage is echoing Exodus 25. What God told Moses, the giver of the law, because Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it, to become the fulfillment of the law and to start a new, a new commandment I give you. To be a summarization of it all. Some people have a problem living in the New Testament. If they put you under the old, you will run. You know how many laws were there under the Old Testament? There were over 600 laws. Some of you only know the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not part of the law. There were laws like some of you, ladies, you will not be in church today. You will not come to church. Oh, yes. There were laws that some men will not be in church. Mm Mm-hmm. There were over 600 and something laws. <laughs> oh. Let's read, let's, let's read. My time, time is reminding me. Let's do. See what it says in verse 8. It says, and God, so, you know, remember that I said, when a sentence starts with a conjunction, at least not that I said, your English teacher, Told you that, right? You remember? Yeah. If you didn't have a good high school English teacher, when you go to college, go to the English lab. Take advantage of it. <laughs> so you can know which ones are conjunctions and which ones are what. There's a writing center. There's a writing lab. And all those labs. Use them. Don't be ashamed. When you talk, some people don't know which one is the subject and which one is the... Is, which one is the dependent and which one is the independent... What is the adverb and what is the adjective. adjective? Or what is a verb? Some people say proverb. No, it's not proverb. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. It says, and God, and, the point was to make that and, to stick in. And is a conjunction. And God, because you don't just start with and. Just imagine I just say and Victor. So what happened before the and? And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. You who? Let's go back to verse 7. In fact, let's go to verse 6. Let's do reverse all the way to verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly, or sparingly, whichever one you chose, will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap Bountifully. So the context of this passage, because it's not all we sow, we sow, maybe we can sow prayers, we can sow this and that. Let's go to verse 7. Let's, let's look. You know, because we always find ways to be able to skip some things, right? Twist things. Verse 7 says, So let each one give. So in your giving, you are sowing. Let each one give. Sowing simply means that you are planting seeds. That's what sowing. The, 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 
The principle of seed time and harvest is a principle. Tell me it's a principle. If a Muslim practices it, it works for them. A Hindu practices it, it will work for them. A drug dealer practices it, it works for them. A Christian practices it, it works for them. A Christian doesn't practice it, it will not work for them. Let me give you all some secrets. Time doesn't time doesn't permit me to. Time doesn't permit me. Time doesn't permit me. No, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll just I've just look at my time. It doesn't allow me. Let's let's just focus. Let me, thank you. Let's make the most of the time. Yeah, I know you wanted me to go to do it. Yeah. Next week. Next week we fast. Okay, let's redeem the time here. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace, all grace abound towards you, towards who? Towards the cheerful giver. Towards the one who gives not grudgingly or of necessity. God is able to make all grace, all grace abound towards you, that you, that you who? The bountiful giver, you, the one who sows, bountifully, who gives willingly, who gives cheerfully, that you always having what, always having sufficiency, all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance, may have what kind? An abundance. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) What kind of person will have an abundance? Cheerful giver. The one who gives willingly. The one who gives bountifully. May have an abundance for every good work. So in other words, in every time, every there's opportunity. And there's an abundance. There is grace that abound towards you for every good work. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Verse 9. I'm going to sum us up. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. I could, I could read on this a lot. Verse 10. Let's just go. Now may he who supplies seed. Who, who, who is it that supplies? Who is the supply? Let me teach you a secret here. No matter where you work, no matter what you have, make sure that you know who the supplier is. Make sure you know who the source is. My source is God. My job is a channel. I didn't say it's their channel. It's a channel. When one channel closes, the source is always there. Have you ever seen when they build a dam to build a river? You may close the channel, the passage, but another channel will open. Go dam a river. You have to first create channels where that river will be going to. Because you cannot hold it. When God is your source, 
One door may close on this side, but ten will open on every corner. Are you hearing me, somebody? It will find a way to come down to you. When he is the source. Now may he will supplies. I want you to see. He. He will supplies. Who is the one who supplies? He. God. He is the supplier. Let me ask, who is your supplier? He is my source. May he who supplies seed to the sower. So what does he supply? He supplies seed to the sower. So when you are a giver, there's always seed. When you are generous, he always supplies seed. Always supplies seed. Okay, so he supplies seed to the giver. It doesn't end there. Because God is a very good God and is a gracious God. He, said, he also supplies bread for food. So there are some people who are not givers, so they never get seed. They will get bread. Wow. Remember that bread is the children. Uh, 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 healing is the children's bread. <laughs> so the children will have bread. <laughs> they will give you bread. <laughs> not seed. Because everything for you is eat. Because he's a good God, he'll give you to eat. If he can give the sparrows, the birds of the air, the animals, in the, why will he not give you bread? So don't worry, bread. Bread is coming your way. <laughs> don't, don't worry about bread. <laughs> you always have an abundance of bread. An abundance. See, even the murmurers and complainers in the, guard, in, in the desert, they still had manna. They still had manna. Manna came and came to them. Even those who were murmuring and complaining, manna still came to them in abundance. Those who were, who were hoarders, who like who liked to hoard, who like to collect everything, their own stank. He supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. May he supply, he doesn't just supply, he supply and multiply the seed you have sown. Hey, hey, he will supply and do what? Multiply what? The one you have sown already. And increase the fruits of your righteousness. So somebody said, what is this talk about fruits of righteousness? Is, is love, is peace, is joy in the Holy Ghost. I said, go back to verse 7 and see what he was talking about. He was talking about giving there. Hallelujah. So, for the sake of time, we'll end here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Rise to your feet. Let's just give him praise. Give him praise for his word. Oh, I'm excited. I, I can just I can just feel I can feel generosity. Just I can feel the anointing. The anointing. Hallelujah. Remember what I told you. Any giving you do because somebody made you do it. It, it does not carry weight. It, it's not that it is not good. It's good, but it doesn't carry weight. It doesn't have the same weight. It's a light. Have you ever heard when they say somebody is a lightweight? <laughs> or something is a lightweight? In other words, it's. Yeah, it's light. In other words, if I had an op- another option, I'll take it. I just free some of you now. Where some of you, where did somebody say, give to me because I'm this? Hell. It doesn't carry weight. 
Learn, let it come, come out from here. Let it come out from there. If you allow God, God will speak to you. If you allow Him. If you wait for always, always when they were. I can tell some people, some people like to give when out of pity. If you're waiting for me that you will see me one day crying so that you can give to me, you're wasting your time. Oh, you're wasting your time. I've learned how to abound. And I learned how to abase. In plenty. In nothing. Let's lift up our voice and thank God for his word. His word. It is not, it is not, it, this is not Pastor Blaze's opinion. It is not man's opinion. It is the word. And I hope you've seen it from the word. Thank him for the truth of his word. The truth of his word. Sabahadiya. Mandele bregede abahasigiri abahadosha. Mikantes. Susia pradedesha. Mabrahesa. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you. Receive his word. Thank him for his word. Let his word do you good. Let his word do you good. Like the waters of Mara. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. The truth of your word, O oh God. Zodahe Labrahadi Mimbragadi Abahadu Mosha Zahe Bragadarana Suzis Legreda Mansebre. We thank you for your word, for the truth of your word. Sade Shabah Labrahe Suzitaya Meregeda Sabahata Labrahadi Abahadaba. that you've called us to. Thank you for freedom that you freed us. Yes, for those as we pray that I sense in my spirit there are chains that were broken from people. People doing things out of compulsion, out of fear. Out of necessity. Thank you, Lord chains that are broken for veils that are taken away in the reading of your word amen the ushers go ahead and serve the communion tonight if you are watching and you have not received Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior he loves you he's given himself for you receive him freely freely
every time you come to the communion table always remember this is an evidence of love if there's nothing you know about communion know this it is evidence of love because it says this is my body broken for you so every time we come to the table we come to the evidence of his love hallelujah we come to what the evidence of his love evidence how do you know God loves you how do you know Jesus loves you hey evidence his body was broken for me his blood was shed for me his body was lacerated for me evidence of his love the gift that kept giving he died before he died he instituted this table for us as evidence of his love learn the doctrine of Christ the doctrine of Christ <laughs> when your theology don't have Christ <laughs> if your theology doesn't have Christ you can see, let me tell you this you see this Bible you can there are a lot of stories here you can tell a lot of stories from this Bible a lot you can preach stories and people will cry they will relate with the stories and cry but they will not be strong. But when Christ is preached, you are strong. You are being built up. You are not being built up. You are built up a spiritual house. Hallelujah. Luke 24. Going to the communion. Luke 24. Verse 28. Let me see. From verse 28, of course, the context doesn't start from verse 28. It was talking about the disciples on the way to Emmaus who were confused as after the crucifixion. They had heard that Jesus had risen from the dead. And they began to... Let's just begin with verse 25. Let me read it instead of me trying to summarize it for you. You can go read it better for yourself. Then they said to... Then he said to them, he, Jesus, said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Remember I was talking about scripture? He says, I'm beginning at Moses... But beginning from the Old Testament, from the scripture. And all the prophets. He expounded to them in all the scriptures. The things concerning who? Himself. Beginning from where? Moses. And all the prophets. Then they drew near to the village where they were going. And he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him saying, abide with us. For it is towards evening. And the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. 
Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Father, we thank you as we come to this table. Jesus, you are the bread of life. As we eat of this table, we eat your body and as we drink, we drink your blood. Bless this element, sanctify the way. Let it be for us, your body and your blood. Amen. Shall we break and eat and drink? Give it to them. So let's see verse 31. After I gave it to them and they ate. Bible says, then their eyes were opened. They were not blind. They were not physically blind. They were blinded concerning the truth. So the communion, like I said again, is evidence of God's love and gift. By this communion tonight, may God open our eyes to revelations, to things that we are blinded to. In the name of Jesus. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he he vanished from their sight. As they knew him, he vanished. They came to a revelation knowledge. So his physical presence was unnecessary. Oh, hallelujah.